Anyone who works with floor maintenance and cleaning wants the absolute best appearance. And for some floors, that's to create what we call the wet look, the shiny finish. When you achieve that, you're pretty pleased with yourself and proud of what you and your crew have done. But besides the appearance, there's more to consider here. And to do that, we're pleased to welcome Russ Kinzior, the chairman and founder of the National Floor Safety Institute. Uh, Russ, thank you for joining me today on Straight Talk. Hi, you're welcome, Jeff. Good to see you again. Yes, this, this topic is going to be fantastic, talking about this wet look. And I want to tell everyone watching this right now, there's going to be a couple of images and a video that you can't miss. So stay with us and you'll enjoy what we can learn from that. But Russ, let's, let's get right into this. Share with us some thoughts on what you are seeing out there in the world of safety when considering this wet look. Well, uh, the wet look floor or floor finish um, polish has become very, very popular. It goes back many decades when manufacturers were promoting the uh, high gloss look as a means of, of uh, marketing to, 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 to really promote this concept of cleanliness, a shiny floor means it's clean. I mean, that's kind of what most people believe. If you see a, a dull floor, it's dirty. A shiny floor means it's clean. And we all kind of believe that even though, you know, may or may not be true. Um, but with that comes um, consequences you know, because most of the time the wet uh, look is used and whether it's a floor finish, Jeff, or just highly polished concrete, which is very popular today, uh, high gloss floors, oftentimes lend themselves to a significantly higher rate of slip and fall injuries because it's hard to see water or liquid on a wet look floor. It kind of blends in. Now, when, when you compound that by, say, for example, a white vinyl composition tile floor, and if you want, I can show an example of that, um, that, that you, know, you see commonly in the grocery store industry. Here's kind of an example, Jeff. Um, that's a wet look floor. Notice it's a bright white colored VCT and overhead incandescent lights that reflect off of the floor, which kind of gives the illusion to puddles of water. If you look at it, it looks like there's waves, right? Like kind of like water. Yeah, it looks waves. good. Nice and shiny. What you want. Yeah, yeah that's what people want. Um, that's, you know, kind of the, the status quo. And it's been for decades of the floor finish industry and, and the polished concrete industry. So, Everyone has kind of gone to this wet look. Uh, the problem you get is sometimes that wet look, and here's another photograph, becomes wet. Um, this is actually a photograph. Both of these photographs are from a, a lawsuit. And as you know, Jeff, I'm an expert witness. I've been retained in over a thousand lawsuits, all of which are slips and falls, representing both plaintiffs and defendants. So I'm on both sides, but this is a matter where the floor was wet. You can see the rolls of paper towels tucked underneath mm -hmm. refrigerated uh, unit. And, um, you know, the problem again is you can't really tell there's water there. And um, lo and behold, we find ourselves involved in a slip and fall condition that, um, you know, a lot of people take for granted um, because wet floors are hard, you know, are, are hazardous and you got to make sure you see the hazard. So if you want, I'll go ahead and show the video. Of yeah, do that. Um, let's see what happens. This is the same floor. You'll see the lady on the left coming down the aisle and she's pushing a shopping cart and right where that area was wet, uh, which she did. Down she goes. Fell. Down she goes. Here's a close up. It's a little bit closer image. So you can see a little bit better. Again, it's store surveillance video. So it's not really great quality. But um, 
She doesn't see the wet floor. She's pushing a shopping cart. Remember, that's an obstruction. When you're pushing a cart, you can't really see what's ahead of you that clearly, especially if you're shopping because your attention is taken to the products you're, you know, you're shopping for. Uh, if you look over here, Jeff, you'll see that there is a wet floor sign kind of behind this um, table. Yes. Kinda hard to see. Yeah. And the defendant's um, defense was, well, we posted a wet floor sign. I guess that's all we had to do. And we're not, you know, liable. Um, that didn't work out very well when it went to trial. But nonetheless, um, you'll see that that is what, you know, kind of happened. Uh, that, that's that's kind of what the, the, the fall occurred. Wet floor, couldn't see it, pushing a shopping cart, not paying attention. And by the way, retailers well, in general want you to look at, um, you know, their, their products. They don't want you necessarily. Right. She's shopping. Product. She's got, she's thinking about what to buy that ice cream I saw on that shelf earlier. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So down she went. Um, the defendant in this case said that they were going to pay, you know, the, the demand and it went to trial. Um, and the jury awarded her $1.3 million. $1.3 million. And there was a sign. She went right by the wet floor sign, the warning sign, correct? Yeah, you couldn't really see the warning sign. Let me go ahead. But it was there. That. Yeah, you, you couldn't really see it. Um, and I'll kind of pause that. Okay. You look here, the wet floor sign was behind a table. And as she's walking down the, um, the aisle, she's going between the table and the freezers. And she didn't really notice okay. it because it was kind of obstructed. The table hid the wet floor sign. Okay, you couldn't really. Here's a better image. It's kind of blurred out. But the wet floor sign was there. But you see, it was placed behind the table. So all you could see when you're walking in the direction she was walking was the top portion of that wet floor sign. So it wasn't clearly posted. And, um, you know, had, had she been walking the other direction, it'd be more obvious. Okay. But um, bad, bad injuries. And um, it's a very common problem. And that's associated to the wet look. We see that in hospitals that, that use uh, wet look, high gloss finishes. When I say the wet look, that's a general category. We see it in major retail, you know, polished stone, uh, marble and granite that's highly polished in office buildings. Just um, have significantly higher slip and fall incidents because the wet floor is a hazard. Obviously, it's dangerous, and if you can't see it, you're going to most likely step in it, and and down you go. So, so an uh, actual wet floor is one issue. Just the wet look itself. Talk about that. Is that an issue? Can be. Um, the key when you're doing any floor maintenance, especially floors that have a high gloss, is do some testing. Um, you know, we're going to have an upcoming program called, how do you know your floors are safe? Well, test them. Um, how do you know you have high blood pressure? Get it tested, right? Uh, you can't look at a floor uh, and say, well, it's slippery just because it's shiny. Just because the floor is reflective doesn't mean it's unsafe. Uh, many, many, many highly polished surfaces we've tested at the NFSI and found them to be satisfactory. Um, it's not, you know, it's not a, a, a closed book that because it's shiny, therefore it's unsafe. The real trigger is when you get water on that floor. When you get any type of liquid, liquid in general just tends to reduce the slip resistance of floors, making them more slippery. And the, the, the thing that's most important is warning. If you can't get to, the, to clean it up, make sure you post a warning sign directly over the hazard. Just keep it contained. Because people aren't necessarily paying attention. In fact, we did a study a number of years ago, Jeff, that showed 65% of the time you see a wet floor sign, the floor's not wet. 
a lot of property owners just post wet floor signs all the time thinking, well, that's all I have to do. You know, that way if somebody falls, it's not my fault. I had a wet floor sign posted. Well, untrue. In fact, this defendant found that to be the case, you know, with the with the large jury verdict. Uh, posting wet floor signs is important, but that's not a structured defense. In fact, uh, many cases I've worked on, wet floor signs are posted and, and juries found the defendant negligent. So, um, keep the floors clean, keep the floors dry, use warning signs the right way. If you noticed in the photo I, I sent you or showed you, uh, it had paper towels kind of rolled up, stuck underneath the, um, um, you know, the display here, here's, here's what we're talking about again. That's not a, that's not the right way to contain a wet floor hazard. You notice Jeff, the, the paper towels are soaking wet. And so what that means is the, the, the wetness, the moisture that was coming up from the freezer. And by the way, freezers drip, you know, they, they leak in the retail industry. That's a reality, but you want to make, make sure you contain that water and paper towels don't work. As you can see, the paper towels are saturated and the water's coming through the paper towels. There are better techniques uh, that can be used to contain water that is chronically leaking out from a freezer. Uh, these absorbent booms or socks are, are really, really popular and they work very well. Can be recycled, you know, take them out, um, wring them out, let them dry, put them back. But again, this particular defendant knew they had a problem. They put, you know, paper towels down. The paper towels didn't work. And if you noticed on the surveillance video, there actually were no paper towels. Uh, this photo was taken after she fell and was uh, taken out by an ambulance and he put paper towels down to soak up the water. So um, this is all after the, the effect. To answer your question, using high gloss finishes, polishes, coatings, whatever, um, are fine, but make sure they're, they're appropriately, they have an appropriate level of traction. Um, and, and you can do that by testing them. Uh, manufacturers today are submitting many, many products to the NFSI for certification. We have a, um, as I'm sure many of your, your, your uh, um, members know, we have a, a lot of uh, certified products, NFSI certified products. So select one that's NFSI certified. It sounds a little self-promotional here, but that's, that's why we are where we are is because exactly. manufacturers need kind of a third-party independent, you know, um, referee to determine whether or not a particular finishes does have that traction ability. Um, because the more you, the more you, we haven't talked about this, Jeff, but the more you buff and buff the floor, <laughs> you put down a high, high gloss finish and you buff it, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. you know, really smoothing it out uh, to get more reflectivity. Guess what? That, that, that reduces, generally speaking, the slip resistance of the polish, um, making it lower traction. And then on top of that, if you're not maintaining that high gloss finish properly, you're, you're using cleaning products that might leave a, a slippery residue. Uh, soap films. Well, when water gets on a soap film, Jeff, it makes it very slippery. It's kind of like what we all know. If I handed you a bar of soap and said, is it slippery? You'd say no. But if I said, well, go ahead and get the bar of soap wet, would it be slippery? You'd say, oh my God, it's ex extremely slippery. Well, that's the same effect. When you leave soap film on a floor and it becomes activated by water, that soap film is now a lubricant and you just compounded your problem. So the wet look floor that is buffed to create even a smoother, more reflective surface and then improperly maintained, we're using cleaning products that leave a slippery film that get activated under water. This is the end result, sadly, as people 
uh, will slip and fall and have a higher rate, not only of slipping and falling, Jeff, but serious injury. This lady needed uh, knee surgery after this fall. She had uh, over $100,000 in medical expenses. So it's very costly and, um, you know, it affects people's lives. It, it changes your life once you go through such a serious uh, debilitating injury like that. So um, there are precautions. There are things mm -hmm. to do. And as I said, you can test and measure and, and, and frankly, you know, go to your manufacturer and the distributor and say, yeah, we want to use an NFSI certified product. Do you have them? And um, ask for them. Okay. In fact, I would say demand them. Um, because we're all trying to pull in the same direction, manufacturers, distributors, you know, every one of your members, nobody wants anybody to get hurt, but oftentimes it does happen. So let's work together on building uh, better, safer products and better, uh, better, safer techniques and maintenance procedures. Absolutely. So you gave us some great advice, uh, what to do, how to prepare your facility or after you clean and work on a floor to make it safe. We want to know this now, Russ. You mentioned that claim that you showed the pictures of. Is that typical of a, a jury verdict, or are there higher numbers that you could no. share with us? Uh, that's modest. Is it? Uh, Liberty Mutual just put out a um, study talking about record number of jury verdicts. Um, they have seen, uh, and it's available from their website if you want to download it. I think it's even on the NFSI website, but they found a significant increase in um, jury verdicts. Um, not just for slips and falls, but across the board. You see jurors, uh, and they explain this in, in their study, jurors are angry. Um, there's a great distrust of companies, of manufacturers, uh, according to the study. And uh, jurors get angry. Uh, they feel that this could have been prevented, but a company chose deliberately not to. Um, the largest jury verdict I've ever uh, had when I was working on a, a slip and fall was a um, $21 million dollars. Um, here in Texas, the, the largest slip and fall or trip, it was actually a trip and fall verdict was a matter I worked on that, that got a jury, jury verdict of, um, of $19 million. Uh, $13 million of that, Jeff, was in punitive damages. That's where a jury says, we're very angry at you. Yeah. Right? And yeah. we want to send a message. You need to take corrective action. And you know what? It was a grocery store chain that lost that um, I think it was either 16 or 19 million dollar jury verdict. It was uh, yeah, just huge. And sure, sure. Um, it's who needs it, you know, what, no. come on, just fix the problem. All right. Take the time. It's not hard. It's pretty simple. Jeff, we have a, we have a, a lunar lander, whatever we call it, a, a walking around on the, on the planet Mars right now, sending back HD video, right? I mean, amazing technology. You're going to tell me we can't make floor safe in America in 2022. We can. It, it just takes commitment and it takes the willingness to change uh, and, um, you know, the desire to uh, to just make uh, other people's property safer because many of your customers are selling products that, that are used on other people's property. Um, a grocery store, uh, for example, is a good example. So if, if you're buying a floor finish, it's going into a grocery store, a retail store in general, um, you need to help other people solve their problem, meaning manufacturers of finishes need to help grocers make their floors safer. Um, you know, kind of the concept of elevating floor care to floor safety. And that's really what the National Floor Safety Institute's all about. And um, but yeah, well, this, in, this impacts not just manufacturers or facilities, the ones doing the work, the contractors, the in-house facility workers, the cleaners. So everyone is impacted by this. 
You bet. And everybody sued, <laughs> by the way. So um, it never surprises me when I get retained, again, on both either side, how big the net is that's cast for potential uh, targets. And even if it's a small dollar amount that's paid by a defendant, um, look at the numbers. There's literally, well, we have over 7 million um, people seeking emergency room treatment every year for a slip and fall. Uh, 36,000 will die. Will actually die this year. Um, that's been the history. And far, far more of them are just seriously injured. Now, we live in a time where medical costs are very, very expensive. So if somebody gets hurt, they have a hundred, $200,000 worth of medical expenses that they can't afford to pay. Um, many times they have no choice but to file a lawsuit. And so um, I like to say that the, um, you know, the lawsuit that didn't happen meant there was no claim and there was, um, you know, no injury. So it all works together. So by preventing people from falling, you prevent your injury claims, your insurance costs don't go up. That's the other part we haven't talked about is increasing insurance premiums. And you, you know, you're not involved in lawsuits because no one got hurt, but it all begins on the front end. It's uh, taking care, taking responsibility for floor safety, doing your best and um, communicating that information to the end user, the property owner, um, because, you know, nobody wants to be injured and nobody wants to be part of a part of an injury claim or a lawsuit.